Who cares? Who? That's the motto for the show, Daryl. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Not me. I don't. So, Daryl Wong, how are you this morning? Not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. I'm out here in Pelham, Massachusetts. It's green. It's lush. Nice. It's full of mosquitoes. And I am nay 10 minutes away from you in Hadley, Massachusetts. <laughs> and yet we're talking over Zoom. We're Zooming. Mm-hmm. Soon, though, we'll be in person. Um, I heard a little secret yesterday. Of what variety? That I, I'm going to poo-poo you for. Mm-hmm. A Daryl Wong faux pas. Me? Yeah. All right, what happened here? Through the grapevine, we're both attending a wedding in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That through the grapevine, I heard you did not RSVP to in an official way. What? Mm. Just saying. I, I definitely did. Okay. All right. Hey. So to be fair, there was an there was an online RSVP, and yep. then there was like a bunch of other. There's cards like mail. That came way later on. Mm-hmm. Don't you just respond to the initial online one? I thought the cards were a formality. Uh see, I don't. Isn't that how that I works? I don't know how that works. I never got the card because the card got sent. This is technical shit uh-huh. that our listeners are going to be mega interested in. I never. I lived. <laughs> I the card got sent to New Zealand, and my mm-hmm. body left New Zealand before the card arrived in New Zealand. Hmm. I it's cool. I took care of it for you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's all done. I was. I swear to God, like it was an invitation. It was like a, like a first a check in, then an email, like mm-hmm. RSVP for this, mm-hmm. and then like way later on, cards came. I was like, all right, these must be just like we're this supposed must be, to send. Yeah, for those yeah, losers like, who don't know how to use the internet, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, I'm taking your word for it. Benefit of the Thank doubt, you. baby. We're gonna have a yeah. great time at this wedding in two weeks. <laughs> it's funny because Jess has been asking me. She's like, "Did you RSVP for this?" I was like, "Definitely did." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> cool it's all done thank you um my name is nick nocera i'm here with my beautiful cohort daryl wong who at this moment looks like a dad who's about to play a pickup game of basketball (laughs) and uh this is no one likes the tuna podcast the world's premier dedicated fast and furious podcast actually Mm -hmm. you wouldn't know it from the intro but it is uh, and uh, we watch a Fast and Furious movie every week. We talk about it. That's basically it. And this week we watched Fast Five. Uh, and I got a lot to talk about. Ooh, where would you like to start? Okay, first of all, let's just talk like watch through this week. This is Daryl is is curating the the cycle this week. I mean this. Cycle. So he's picking a movie every week that we watch, not necessarily in release order, in order to get me to have like the best 
what we're calling I feel experience, right? So this this week fast five, I gotta tell you, Daryl, it's working a treat. I had <laughs> an excellent watch through this week. And this movie ultimately I think I put it pretty far down on my power rankings before Fast Nine came out. Mm-hmm. Really pretty good. Pretty good yeah. movie. This hey. is was my sixth out of eight. This was my number six out of eight mm-hmm. on my power rankings. So um really good movie though. <laughs> kind of a classic at this point. Uh-huh. It's you know. nice to see the rock. We got stagger step. Nice. We don't Shadow. okay. <laughs> we gotta launch into this right away. There is no I really, really dug in on the guys' names. Uh-huh. More than I've ever dug in on anything in my life. Okay. I've cracked the code. Mm-hmm. We've got Wills. Wilkes, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh who is the East Asian descent Mohawk with those road strip Mohawk? Yeah. Yes. We've got Fusco. Fusco. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fusco is black, and he's bald. And he's got a goatee, and he's the guy who's like, "That's gonna just, take a while." Yeah. 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 We've got Chad Chado. C H Chado. Okay, I'm, I'm no. This is right. His, his name is Chato. He's skinny and tall. He has very dark hair. He's a little older, uh huh, um, than the other three. And then we've got McCroy, who is like kind of the beefcake, white, like marine-y looking one mm-hmm. with the soul patch. Hmm. That's it. There's no stagger step? No stagger step. <laughs> we've been talking about forever. So, uh, I don't know where stagger step merge? came from, <laughs> but I do know we used to think there was one called Mag Child. Oh, yeah. And that is because in I, I rewound it <laughs> three times to figure this out. Because I was like, he says Mag Child. Like, uh-huh. he does. He says it right here. What he says is... Wilkes, Fusco, go this way. And then he says, Mac, as in McCroy, Chato, as in Chato, go this other way. So he says, Mac, Chato, Mac, Chato, <laughs> which to us sounds like Mag Child. I swear to God, this is what happens in the movie. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, when you're a tight knit crew like I assume those guys are, yeah. I mean, we're going to really, go forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter whether or not um, The Rock knows your name. He just says, just says the name, and you got to right? know which one it is that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's your responsibility. Wow. Mm hmm. Wow. Big revelations. Big revelations. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, how was your watch through this week? Uh, not bad actually. Yeah. I had a, yeah, I had a pretty nice, pretty nice fast five. I mean, I always like this movie. 
Um, what was I paying attention to? Uh, I said this before. Dom's the Dom super strength is not necessary. No, right? he's he's bulletproof in movie four. He busts out of the handcuffs when in Reyes's yeah um, roofing shed, but really like his strength is being in a car, and totally. that's and like, where he needs yeah. to be. Being also, a precision driver. Exactly. Who never cracks also, under pressure. Two guys who also, never lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for all of his super strength, like, they always use Dom running as a, like, a sign of desperation, right? Obviously, running on foot is the opposite of being in a car and being in control of the situation, whether you're mm. running toward or mm. away from the action. This is good. Yeah, I like where you're going with this. Right, so he's bulletproof, and he has super strength. He can block a uh, what is it? What do they use? Uh, he blocks like hammers and stuff, like with his yeah, with forearm. His forearms, like it's no yeah. thing. Yeah, but and he punches runs. through like concrete and shit. Yeah, yeah. But but he runs like a goof off. Like you'd think if they were gonna do all this super strength. <laughs> well, okay. Like Vin. Yes. One thing what you're saying I really like is that the movie, like running, the movie codes it in a way that like running on foot is for chumps and Mm -hmm. losers. Yeah. (laughs) And like if you're running on foot, it's a bad situation for you. Right. Um, But so I love that. But also like Vin does have like one of the wildest running faces (laughs) (laughs) ever. Like... Uh-huh. You know, he does this, like, weird thing with his mouth and his eyes, like, bulge out of his head. Right. Yeah. Um, but you're right. He's not, like, amazing at it. He has an unusual running style. A gait, and I think, if yeah. you will. And I've been, we were watching some Olympic highlights and stuff. and Those people are good at it. Those people are very good at it. They've mm-hmm. got great form. So maybe all we need to turn... Uh, Vin Diesel actor uh, up to the next level. He's a little running coach here, okay? Yeah. With a little bit of training, I think that he could sort of dial that in a little bit more. But then again, maybe it's just a signature style at this point. I think it is. I think yeah. like I think it is. And there's the like the scramble along the ground. Uh-huh. That's also like a signature Vin Diesel thing. <laughs> yeah. You know. I guess. I just think Vin thinks about it that way. It's like Mm -hmm. everything he does is every, like, move he makes, everything he does in the movie, he's like, yeah, that's signature. That's my signature. You know, like, Mm -hmm. he's like, that's how I do it. It's my signature. You know? I feel like if I think about Vin's other movies, like, if I think about him in Triple X, for example, he does almost no running. Whatsoever, he's always on something, which is a cool. board, a bike, snowboard, avalanche. I don't think he's a great biker. In those, like movies. a motorcycle, like, like a no, motorcycle? like a BMX. He's like the BMX uh, guy, which I assume is a stunt person, one hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, but I was trying to think in that Bloodshot movie that we watched whether he's running or not, and I feel like no. 
because, like, I think there was a scene inside of the tunnel where they blow up all that powder mm. and he's killing everybody. And they do kind of like the Batman uh, ninja. Um, the or, like, jumping. Runs in or, a di- yeah. Yeah, it runs it. in like a diagonal toward everybody and that sort of thing. Mm. But he just sort of does a, a lot of standing in small rooms and glowing in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not amazing. Not amazing. Not amazing. But speaking of Triple X, a friend of the show did have an idea of doing like cuz they're talking about doing a Jurassic World crossover, which I actually think would be kind of fun. What if they did like a Triple X crossover? And then Vin could play himself in himself. <laughs> And it would be kind of like a parent trap type situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Where like they confuse one for the other. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like maybe the bad guys who are after Vin kidnap Xander Cage. Or they're after Dom Toretto and they kidnap Xander Cage and Dom has to like go, you know what I mean? Or maybe like there's a hilarious hijinks scene where Letty like makes moves on Xander Cage and he's like, oh, lady. <laughs> uh, in this universe, do we think that uh, John Cena is in it? Mm. Mm, I have some thoughts about John Cena. Mm-hmm. But I'm saving them for our Fast 9 episode this cycle. Okay, got it. So, so but, but like, let's just roll with it. For a second, no. <laughs> Got it. So it's an offshoot. Yeah, it's an offshoot. It's like you don't have to have every fucking character, every fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, especially, like, you got to have the basics, right? Like, you got to have, uh, you got to have Tyrese, you got to have Ludacris, you got to have Letty, you got to have Dom. Mm-hmm. Do you have to have Ramsey? Like, if Ramsey didn't show up in 10, like, would I... No, I mean I'm very pleased she's there. I'm ha- I'm having a good time with Ramsey, but like it wouldn't ruin the movie for me. Mhm. You know? If she but I'm saying if Natalie Emanuel had like other things to do. Mm-hmm. And was like, "Nah, eh, let's skip this one. But bring me bring me back for 11, but like you guys just take this one." Yeah. It's like I'll call in I'll call into Zoom for this movie. Yeah. Just I'll, I'll do a couple in. things here. Yeah. yeah, just show my name on the screen like I sent you a message. You're welcome. It's unlocked. Right. So it's like, does 10 also have to have John Cena in it? Hmm. Right? It's like, if he didn't show up in the next one, like, would I feel bad about that? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't even, like, hate... I really didn't even hate John Cena. I just, like... Uh, yeah, I just, like, don't think the movies need to carry this sort of ball, be, like, chained to this idea that, like, the 15 fucking people who they Mm -hmm. showcase in every movie need to, like, carry through to the next one, and then we need to add three more, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, we've built up this super cast here, and Mm -hmm. it's okay to show them doing side missions now. Yeah, side missions or, like... to develop them. Yeah, just, like... Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you need to throw away like, oh, he's on vacation. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. I don't need that. 
Um, I do think, speaking of 10 and 11, I do think this would be cool if they did, and I think it would be cool if they did like an Infinity War endgame type pair of movies for 10 and 11, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking about this, especially when Dom says, we need two precision drivers. Guys who never crack under pressure. Guys who never lose. And I was like, you know, that's kind of what happens in these movies. Like, post five, like with five on, they don't crack under pressure and they don't lose. Like, they get setbacks in the movie, but they don't lose. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I liked about Infinity War, specifically, like the Marvel Avengers movie, is that the bad guy fucking kills everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, yes! Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Awesome! That sounds cool. I would love a big, fat, Fast and Furious movie where the bad guy extremely wins in the end. Ooh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Fine. You want to do it in a pair where, like, the second part of the pair of movies, they undo everything, you know, and they win. Fine. But just, like, put it off for a movie and give me the movie where the bad guy, like, absolutely decimates everything. Wow. Yeah. Like, the nuclear Ares device goes off. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> and then, like, cut to black. You know? Uh-huh. I would love that. Global gas shortage. That's ex- ex- like Mad Max. It. Mad Max style, bro. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would be into that. That would be good. Yeah, that's it sort of my pitch come. for 10 at this point. Yeah. I'm sure I'll come up with 20 more pitches for 10 by the time <laughs> 10 comes out. But that is sort of my pitch at this moment. It's like, make mm-hmm. it, make them lose. Somebody might have to uh, like lose their vision or something. That's mm. usually a pretty, pretty bad way to uh, handicap your hero. Especially or like, if they have to drive a car. Or, like, Dom can't drive. Yeah. yeah. For, for right? whatever reason. Yeah, I think the blindness is a good one. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, for whatever reason, Dom, you got to get Dom out of a car. Mm-hmm. In, into the passenger seat. Oh. <laughs> and then what you could do, this is good, and then you could have Letty drive him around. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Letty's driving and doing shit. Dom is trying to, like, Neo the Matrix the road. road. He's trying to hear, hold on, hold on. I've got a 12-cylinder vehicle coming up 500 yards back, okay? (laughs) Look ahead, look ahead. All right, and hit that, yeah, hit that e-brake and hard right turn now. And then you can have, like, banter and antagonistic shit between Letty and Dom the whole time. Uh-huh. Where she's like, I know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, boy, that would be really great. Anyway, uh-huh. 
Universal Studios, give us a call. We're pretty good at this. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else? Um, Reyes and his squad wear full suits to the beach. So Han's out there sweating his ass off. <laughs> <That's really true. laughs> yeah, Giselle's wearing a bikini and sash. Reyes and squad, full suits out yeah. there on the patio. Extremely correct. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, you gotta be stylish when you're out there on the beach. To be fair, they're like on a portico mm-hmm. of some sort. Like, they're not getting their brogues in the sand. Mm-hmm. It still seems hot as hell. You know? Mm-hmm. Giselle is wearing a bikini. Right. That's appropriate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are his bodyguards wearing... Well, his bodyguards are like incognito, right? In that scene? Because they're like, I make six bodyguards or something. Some of them are incognito. The other ones that are carrying the little uh, machine guns Mm -hmm. all suited up. His whole whole staff needs to be wearing suits at the beach. I mean, when you got a dress code, you got a dress code. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't just drop it because it's you're at the beat, you know. It's, it's for nice. formality. It's for formality and intimidation, okay? Yeah. Have you ever been a member of an institution that had a dress code that, like, required you to dress a certain way? Mm, I mean, I had school uniforms for a short period of time. Oh, yeah, that counts. In, like, middle school. Yeah. Yeah, that counts. It's all right, You had a actually. uniform. Like, blue blazer... Yeah. Gray pants? No, white polo shirt, blue pants, navy blue pants. Not a cool look. Mm-mm. No, not yeah. a good, not a good look at all. Actually, it sucked. Yeah, it sucked. We had a dress. You can wear whatever. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You can wear whatever shoes you want. Usually, Nikes. Yeah. Or Adidas. Yeah. Cool. We had a. We had a dress code in high school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uniform. It's like, it was so weird. It's like, just give, just make it uniforms, dudes. You know, mm-hmm. at a certain point. We had to wear a tie and our like, button-down collared shirt that was tucked in to our pants that were long. No shorts, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't remember if there were regulations around the shoes, but uh, there may have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. And then on sports days, you had to have a jacket. Mm-hmm. Too. Like a sports coat. Nice. Hence the name. Nice. It's a cool look. It was okay. It was an okay look. You yeah. know? Like, sure. I don't know. I just Did feel this- like, just get the fucking uniform going and, like, let's be done with it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um... Okay, I found out this film was shot a lot in Puerto Rico and not Brazil, which is mm. a little fun fact for y'all today. Except for like a bunch of exterior B-roll shots of the favelas and the Christ Redeemer statue. Basically, mm-hmm. you know? um, and I think even the beach in the DR was Puerto Rico. Uh, sorry, that's four. Shit. Um, the... 
I was watching because I was watching. I learned this from watching our favorite dude, Craig Lieberman, mm-hmm. on YouTube, and he went through a bunch of locations for the um, all the movies. So I was mashing them up in my head. The highway scene in four mm-hmm. was filmed in LA, LA, or like south of LA, basically. For the um, Bronco race. No, for the tanker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, other, the last thing I have on my list is like, I'm sure we talked about this before. But like, Vince is right. Vince is so mad at Brian in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Because also, also... Also, Vince is like, Vince finally has landed on his feet, right? After five years of like, this guy came into my life, fucked everything up, mm-hmm. right? Everything. Almost killed me, you know, or got me killed. I guess kind of like saved my life. But I'm like, yeah. come on. And then, like, my whole life was fucked. I had to run away. I ran through Central America. (sighs) Would have kept falling if I didn't meet this woman who really saved my life. I had a baby. You know, I settled down. I have a family. I had a baby with her. And then this dude shows up again. And I'm like, no, get out of here, man. <laughs> like, leave. I got a good thing going on right now. And so, like, I understand his, like, frustration and anger. And there's this one scene where he's, like, being accused of giving the chip back. Like, all they want is the chip, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, why don't we just give him... Who gives a shit? Fuck you. Like, just give him the fucking chip. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm like, yeah, man, just give them the chip. Like, listen, they're bad guy business. None of my business. Mm-hmm. He's like, and then he says, I can't go home. Your sister, he's talking to Dom, mm-hmm. your sister is stuck in this fucking life. It's like, and where's Letty? You know, you got your like love of your life got killed. Mm-hmm. He's right about these you know what I'm saying um I just had a lot of sympathy for him this is like he just I feel like if we had just all listened to Vince would have been okay mm-hmm. things would have gone okay you know what I'm saying um why so we know that Mia can patch up some types of bullet wounds mm. clean pass through in previous movie mm-hmm um, why didn't she make an attempt at the uh, after the ambush? Or Hobbs, maybe? Hobbs is driving, which doesn't make sense. You got mm-hmm. some precision drivers in your car. You make really somebody do. else drive. And I feel like between Mia and Hobbs, you might be able to do a little something for A Vin. little, like, field surgery. Yeah, yeah, while he's bleeding out in the back. It doesn't make any sense to me. Kind of justice for Vince, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
It doesn't really make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't love the big dog, Matt Schultz. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we're not huge fans. I just feel like I really got it. And the whole thing gets fucked up in this movie. Because Dom sees that they want the GT40. And he's like, no, Mia is going to take it. Mm-hmm. What do you care? What do you care? Just let them have it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe he thinks, like in the previous movie, they're just going to get killed anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess. At the end of but the thing. Like, I don't know, man. Hmm. Or maybe he's just uh, overreacting because uh, the, uh, I forgot, the other guys, Reyes' guys, mm-hmm. were talking a little bit of shit. He's like, all right, I'm taking over this mission. I think he's, I think that's part of it. And I think the other part is like, well, at least like what the movie shows is he feels lied to. Mm-hmm. Or I guess Brian, well, because Brian doesn't, even, does he even tell him? When they turn out to be DEA car seized assets, like they weren't, they were just some car, random cars on a train that they were going to steal. Mm-hmm. Then they turned out to be like government property that now they're stealing, which raises the stakes a little bit. And they weren't aware of that. And like, there's a certain amount of little betrayal kind of thing there going on. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not that big a deal. You're still yeah. stealing cars. You know what I mean? Like, nothing physical in your operation is any different. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's it for me. I think so, too. Do you want to have a shout-out? Yes. Yes. Do you want to go first, or should I? You go first this week. I got a, I got a quick one. Yeah. So, turns out, every time I take my car out, it's just waiting to break Another time. Every time. Every trip I go outside of my neighborhood is just waiting for something to happen. So I went on a little bike ride um, last week, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I would pick up a friend in through New Jersey. We worked our way back. And after dropping off the friend in New Jersey in the evening, uh, we're having our goodbyes. I look down at my passenger front tire. I see the head of a Phillips screw in it. I was like, we got to go okay i was like i'm not fixing this right now there's no loss in air pressure yet we've been driving for i mean sometimes I you know. get lucky where it just seals itself up with that kind of shit yeah but you should so, drive on that i did it anyway it was like late <laughs> i was like we're going through the holland tunnel just ignore it for now we'll deal with it tomorrow so we made it all the way through and so i was like all right well i gotta go find a pl- i gotta go find a tire shop in the morning to figure this out and I was like, all right, where do I know where those are? And the shout out this week is to a, a place called Flat Fix Tires and Rims. And it's the type of thing where it's in a very um, busy section of like beds, kind of like Bed-Stuy Crown Heights yeah. on Atlantic Avenue. Atlantic and Avenue. Avenue. My least yeah. favorite avenue in New York City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I go by that place. All the time, and I have a strong visual connection, just like tires, this place. Sure. And um, turns out this place just has a beautiful signage and um, uh, what do you call those neons, and they've just got 
tires on racks on all sides of this major Beautiful. intersection. Beautiful. Like, that makes sense to me. I'm going there. Um, that's about as far as the impressiveness goes uh, because they do all of their work. It's just like three or four Spanish dudes. They do all their work on the street, either on Atlantic Rad. Avenue or on That's Classen. incredible. And you just roll up, and he goes, all right, back it, back it, back it, back it, back it. Jacks up your car right in the middle of the street there. Wow. <laughs> People are in and out. Turns out, I mean. I mean, quick the, service. Quick service, very straightforward. Just walk up, and I saw a guy in front of me get something done. He was like, $11, get out of here. I was like, okay. So I was like, that makes sense to me. I understand what's going on. And anyway, it turns out the uh, it wasn't like the full screw. It was just like a little bit popped yeah. out. He goes, I was just thinking, I was like, maybe it's just the screw head. Yeah. So he's like, you're good, man. Like, run like, safe. There's nothing away. wrong. Keep driving with it. I was like, thank you. I'll be back if, I, if something else gets fucked up here. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I really enjoyed, like... Just having the mental note, going there, understanding the operation, not exactly enjoying the full services, but note to self for the future and to other people. It makes sense. My my mother, the big dog, Mm -hmm. would say, I mean, if you mention a flat, she'll say, like, you got to get them both. You gotta get if it's a flat in the back, you gotta get both the back changed, and if it's a flat mm-hmm. in the front, you gotta get both. I I have never done that in my entire life. Because mm-hmm. she's like the tr- you gotta like keep the same. You know, then one tread is fucking down, and one tread is. Uh, it's just I've never really given a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, so my, mine is an all-wheel drive vehicle. I actually had to replace the front too, like a month ago. Mm. Because I had a bubble in my driver's side sidewall, driver's side front sidewall. It was like a quarter, like a quarter size wart that was forming on the sidewall. On the tire? Yeah. Gross. Yeah. So I was like, that's bad because that's most, that's mostly the strength and structure of that thing. So really, if you drive an all wheel drive vehicle, you're supposed to replace all four of them. I was like, I'm not going to do that. Give me two here. I did that a month later. I'm just like, this is going to be a pain if this is actually a flatty flat or right. something, something where I had to replace them because I literally just did that. Right. Right. All right. Well, shout out to this place. Yeah. Very straightforward name. You don't even need to know the names Flat Flakes, Tires, and Rims. Just you need to know the location Class Atlantic Avenue Avenue. and Atlantic. Yeah. You won't miss it. Won't miss it. All right. So I got a. Big, 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 big pro. One of the most pro shout-outs I've ever done. And coupled with one of maybe the most anti I've ever done. Mm-hmm. My pro shout-out, I'll start. Let's be positive here. I was watching these Olympic games. You know, I sort of thought I was like, who's going to give a shit? But turns out I kind of gave a shit. It was like fun to watch the Olympic games. It's like a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway... I'm going to give a big shout out. Gabby Thomas is an American sprinter and she won bronze in the women's 200 meter dash or whatever. Gabby Thomas also went to my high school. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Awesome. I was like, 
Hell yeah! Um, she clearly went after... She's like 24 years old, so she went after I, I had left. Mm-hmm. But I was still like, when I discovered this fact, I was like, oh, someone from my high school, like who went to my high school, was in the Olympics? Like, That's wow. so cool. So we were like rooting for her. I was like texting people. I woke up early to like watch her final, and then she won bronze, and I was like... Uh-oh. I was like freaking out when I was watching it. Um, it was so much fun. Gabby Thomas, I want to give you like the biggest shout out that there ever was. Like, what a what an incredible thing! Your country is so proud of you. Williston <laughs> Northampton School is so proud of you. Hell yeah, um, Gabby! Hell yeah! All right, here's the anti part of this. Mm-hmm. You know how we've been talking about like, is the digital revolution good for us? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Not just from like a, not from a perspective of like, is it good for society? But like, is it just better? Are these things better than what we used to have? Watching Olympic coverage from NBC is one of the worst fucking experiences in the entire entire universe. And I, I like every four years, every two years, like I'm basically reminded of this fact. Mm -hmm. And this year was a particularly bad. Um, did you did you pay any money? To no, watch? which is yeah. apparently the problem, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't pay money, you just have NBC, mm-hmm. and if you don't have if you don't pay cable, you have NBC only because it also most of this shit runs on uh, NBC. NBC Sports Network, which is a cable channel, and USA, which is also a cable channel. Hmm. So all you've got, if you don't want to pay to watch Olympic coverage, is three hours every night on NBC proper. And what they do during those three hours is one of the most infuriating things I've ever... Like, it's just fucking awful the way they mm-hmm. decide to program these things where they're like show you 30 seconds of an american doing one thing and then like in one sport and then like cut across to an entirely fucking different i'm like no i want to watch the competition bro the event yeah the entirety of the context to which this american is participating exactly or like other people you know what i mean i got stakes in other places like mm-hmm. i i enjoy like the, the wealth of nations and the the athletic spirit that everybody brings to the Olympics. Like, I would mm-hmm. love to see other... Co- show, like, you know what I mean? I want to watch this Georgian wrestler. This dude seems rad as hell. Mm-hmm. So, it's infuriating. Yeah. And if you don't buy Peacock, you're fucked, basically. Yeah. That's what their me- NBC's message to us. Yeah. This no. this cycle was like buy peacock or shove it up your ass. Um, I think I tried to watch the opening ceremony and I was navigating through this like peacock shit. I was like, oh, they don't want me to watch this. No, okay, fuck you guys. Yeah, I'll, fuck I'll, you I'll guys. see you in a week. I'll see you in a week. Let me know what happens. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out myself. But I'm yeah. for sure not going to mess with this. Mm-hmm. App I'll just get the updates. Yeah, and yeah. I'll watch the clips on YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. Here's what I did, sneaky. The Canadian government, via the Canadian broadcasting system, 
has what everybody here wants, which is a la carte streaming. That's free because mm-hmm. it's like a government-funded enterprise. The Canadian Broadcasting System or, or company, like, it, like it does this as a service to the nation. Mm-hmm. So what they have on their website, they have the the same thing. They covered the Canadians basically in their whatever primetime coverage, but they also have like a la carte streaming. If something's happening in a certain sport, you can just tune in. You can just tune into it. And if it's not like a Canadian thing and they're not like covering it in a real way, as there's no commentators. Mm-hmm. I watched the entire America versus New Zealand soccer, women's soccer match with no sound. I mean, I could hear the sound of like the ball and shit. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was wow. incredible. Wow. Um, but you have to get like a VPN mm-hmm. and then go to cbc.ca. Got it. And then, yeah, because they won't, if you're out of the country, they won't let you deal it. Are the games over? The games are ending, mm-hmm. like, today, basically. Yeah. I think the closing ceremonies are happening now. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Hmm. But I know there's also, like, a couple things. The Olympics are weird, where there's a couple things they take care of before the opening ceremonies, like prelims and shit, and then there's a couple little tail-offs that they take care of after the closing ceremonies. Hmm. So, there may be, a, may be some, some stuff still mm-hmm. in the next day or two. Anyway, my friend, that's it for us this week. I need to you know. Want to, yeah. You need to know. Next week, we're skipping around a little bit. We're going we're gonna to reconvene at Fate of the Furious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Fate. I can do fate. I can do fate. Mm-hmm. Really fate jumping to a different life. Yeah. You know? Like from five to eight. It's like such a wild jump. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it, it's a big break, but I think it's a yeah, it's necessary to um yeah, keep the keep the flow going here. Sure. So we'll see a few new characters. It'll be a slightly different thing. And um, it'll set us up for more stuff later on. Sounds bad. Um, If you want to set up with, I don't know, I was going to transition, but just just tweet at us at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T Podcast. Uh, Send us an email, no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com. Where no one likes the tuna podcast on Instagram. Patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. Um, we got to do some special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, throw us a buck. It would be super cool. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's like awesome. Please do it. Like, even if you, like, if this is the first show you're tuning into and you hate it, let us know. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. You know, I'm a man of the free market. Let us know. Um, yeah, but if you want to just take the five minutes and do it, that'd be cool. I know Apple makes it like weirdly, insanely difficult to do, but just get it done. So, you got anything else, Daryl? I think that's it here. Okay. Five was nice. Five was nice. We'll see how next week feels. Mm -hmm. Keeping up that eye feel.
Keeping up the I feel. No one likes to do a podcast. Thank you.